0: Everyone, I'm Cassidy Bias, and you're listening to Adulting, the podcast. This show covers all you need to know about how to survive adulthood and life after college. Today, we're going to be talking about diversity within the workforce. Our guest today that's joining me in this conversation is Shanita White. Shanita is in IT and works for the Department of Defense. Thank you for joining me for this conversation, Shanita.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: What has being in the workforce specifically taught you about diversity?
1: There just is not a lot of diversity when it comes to IT. It is definitely a male dominated field, and it is not a very diverse male dominated field. In the shop that I'm currently in, this is the only shop that I have ever been in in the past 15 years or so that I've worked in IT that I have not been the only woman and that I've not been the only black woman. Oh, wow. Yeah. In about 12 years, I've not worked with more than two females at a time. And if there were two females in the same organization, there were not two Black females and they were not in the same exact room. We did not do the same type of work. We still have to come a long way when it comes to technology and diversity.
0: I can definitely agree with that. From a corporate perspective, I would just go to different types of meetings or events and then look around and say to myself, okay, how many people in here are of a diverse culture? How many people in here are women? And usually I would also count around like two people or or three who would be either women or African-American. It's pretty interesting, the lack of diversity there is within the workforce.
1: Absolutely. So
0: going more into that, Shaneda, what are some things that you've noticed or had to go through that resulted from the lack of diversity?
1: There can be a woman who may say the exact same thing as the gentleman who's across the table from her, and the gentleman says the same exact thing. Now it makes sense at the boardroom table. You know, that can be frustrating and you have to learn how to navigate those nuances. Ageism is a factor. You may have somebody who is much older than you and they don't want to take your new and fresh ideas. And I have directly experienced that. There's no way this young 25-year-old can know how to handle this account here. I've experienced that firsthand. And I just had to take a deep breath, step back from the situation, figure out how to approach it from a personal manner speak with my mentor on this situation and, you know, learn how to pick and choose my battles. It definitely took some failing for lack of a better word and figuring out how to do it the appropriate way and and the correct way. And a lot of times I, I do believe your youth can be, it can be a great tool in the organization, but it can also, it can be a stepping stool sometimes, you know, depending on what your organization makeup looks like.
0: In corporate America, Youth definitely has its pros and cons. People constantly tell me like, oh, you look 16. And I'm like, no, I'm not. So that doesn't help me in my stance when people assume that I'm a 16 year old basically trying to run a meeting. It also comes with those who are of a similar age as you as well. A direct report one time where, I mean, we both knew that we were within the same age range. I noticed how whenever I would ask her to do an assignment, her reactions would definitely be a a lot more negative than if I were to bring another manager on or another executive into the room who was older than me.
1: I mean, your situation is a direct reflection of things I've experienced. One of my huge pet peeves are being called little girl or, you know, those things like that because you do have team members that are older than you. And I have a few that are significantly older than me. And they'll make fun and little jokes and say, oh, you know, she's a little girl. What could she know that drives me up the wall? It is one of those things you will experience in corporate America, in military, and all of those things. But men don't experience that. That's one of those nuances and things that women experience in the workforce that men don't experience.
0: Yes, like where men are encouraged to be commanding when delegating tasks. While women are told to say please before asking someone to complete an assignment, we
1: cut that kind of behavior off at the
0: head and we move forward. As far as race, situations come out of that as well. My team that I was with at the time and I, we had decided to have a celebration for a particular individual. And so through that celebration, someone within the room brought up my hair. Around that time, I was actually rocking rocking an afro. The woman she had commented on my hair saying something along the lines of, oh, well, have you ever considered wearing wigs or you should try wigs on? And she said the last person that we had on our team, she was African-American too. And she had different wigs and and weaves throughout the entire conversation. I was just sitting there, just smiling and nodding. But in the back of my head, I just thought, am am I really in this situation? (laughs) There were a couple of. African-American people within the room, but I could just sense that they weren't comfortable as well. The whole conversation was just awkward. Not having that diversity can make the workforce pretty, pretty difficult to move on toward.
1: Yeah. And see, and that that's sad when you, when you, when you don't have a culturally diverse environment or at least a strong culture in your environment so that Everybody is well-versed in various cultures. You have people who feel that they can say anything, and they don't understand that the impact of their, of their thoughts and their opinions. You know, you, you just don't say certain, certain things. You, you don't make certain comments without being culturally aware or at least reaching out one-on-one and asking questions, trying to find out about people asking about different cultures and organizations. That is the one thing that I will say that working for the military and being around the military does exceedingly well. We do that very well because it's it's not a meet a quota. My whole life I've been surrounded by people who just don't care what you look like. They just want to know that you can do the job. So when you're around people who have this kind of a thought process, who don't care what your nationality is, they are so culturally diverse. They just, they just want to know that you're a good person. It just makes a better environment to be in. Right, exactly. So
0: Shanita, what are some recommendations that you have for those young professionals who may be going through those similar situations at work?
1: My first thing is to identify someone that you can identify with, someone that you can trust and that you would have as a mentor, someone that you feel that you can speak freely with. Once you identify that person, I would speak with them, you know, and just make sure that you are not necessarily being sensitive, but that your comments are passing the common sense test. The next thing that I would do is make sure you're documenting. Documentation is going to be the very best friend that you have. Make sure you're documenting dates and times so that you know what's happening. So that if you need to refer to anything, anything in the future that you have some something to reference.
0: If you are in a certain situation like this and it just keeps on continuing, there are other opportunities or other companies that you can look into as well.
1: I always tell people when you're interviewing with a company, don't take it as the company is interviewing you. Be mindful that you are also interviewing that company You know, ask those companies about the work culture, ask them about the diversity, ask them about professional development, ask them about employee turnover. All of those things will give you insight as to the company's culture. Ask them about those things, the people who are interviewing you, ask them how long they've been with the company. How do they feel about the company culture? Do they feel like they're a valued member of the team? Ask people about things like that. You are also interviewing them. I I get it. You know, we all need a source of, finances, we all need employment, but you also want to love what you're doing every day. Also, if you truly feel there is an issue, always try and resolve everything at the very, very lowest level. Speak to that person one-on-one. They may not know they're offending you. They may not know there's an actual issue there. Get outside of your feelings before you try to do any of this. Ensure that all of your conversations are from a professional standpoint. And just continue to do the very best that you can do. Your job is to give 100%, to put forth all the professional effort that you can put forth, set all of your goals, exceed your goals, and to give your employer all that you can give them. But it's also your employer's job to do and to provide the safe environment for you as well. Really try to break down barriers, break down those walls, not just really touch talk, just talking together. What I do with my team is I do a lot of potlucks. Um, I do a lot of get-togethers so that we have the opportunity to get to know each other. Lots of different cultures, lots of different nationalities. Next week, there will be a foot race. We've got our youngest guy and our oldest guy decided they want to race each other. So I ordered a trophy. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so we just...
0: That's awesome. Just to be able to identify how, how everybody is different and use that as a, as a positive aspect in a hilarious aspect as that.
1: I mean, it's going to be a mess, but I've got the trophy to go to somebody, you know?
0: That's awesome. I would love to see that. (laughs) Thank you again for joining us today, Shanita. And as always, audience, thank you for listening. I'm Caspi Bias. See you next time.